0: Blind, You see, there was a thought in those days that if someone was born with a disability, somebody had sinned. His parents had sinned. Or if he had a disability, he himself had sinned. And Jesus answered, neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work." As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And when he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground. Jesus actually spat on the ground. He made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way therefore and washed and came seeing. Now as the story begins to unfold, the neighbors, the people that knew him, the people that had watched him grow up, the neighbors that had known him before he met Jesus looked around and they started talking. And they said, he used to be blind. He used to be a beggar. He used to be this way. Well, this can't possibly be him. And others would say, yes, it is him. And the man looked and he said, I am Him, I am the one that used to be blind. And so they said, how did this happen? In John chapter 9 verse 11, he answered and said, a man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said unto me, go to the pool of Siloam and wash. I went and washed and I received sight. So you see the story playing out. Jesus had come along this way and there's the man that was blind. The disciples are saying, Lord, why is he blind? Jesus said it's for the glory of God. Jesus spat on the ground, made clay, rubbed it in his eyes, go wash in the pool of Siloam. The blind man went, he watched, he came back seeing. Then you begin to see as those that have watched his life begin to look and say, man, there has been something's changed in him. Something has transformed so much that I don't even think it's the same person. Yes, it really is the same person. But then you begin to bring in other characters into the story and the Pharisees were brought into it. And so when the Pharisees were brought into it it was by it was by the fact that the neighbors brought him to the Pharisees and they brought him to the Pharisees and the question was asked why why were you healed they brought, him, they brought him to the Pharisees because this was the re- religious authority, and they brought him because the why that they had to question, how in the world did this happen and why did it happen? And the reason the questions was coming up is because this was a breach of the Sabbath, sanctity. You see, Jesus had healed the man on the Sabbath day. So they brought him to the Pharisees in verse 13, him that, that up to this point was blind. And it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then again the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He said unto them, he put clay upon my eyes and I washed and I do see. Therefore said some of the Pharisees, this man is not of God because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, how can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was a division Among them, You see, the discussion was heated. It was was a heated argument. He's a prophet. He can't be of God. He can't be a prophet. He can't be a godly person because he's worked on the Sabbath day. Well, he can't be a sinner because a sinner can't do things like he just did. And some even looked on this blind man and didn't believe that it was really him. So they had to bring his parents to verify the story. So they brought his parents to verify the story. Is this your son? Is this the one that you gave birth to that was born blind? But I want you to notice something. And I'm going to start tying this all together in a couple of minutes. But the pressure was so intense that even his own parents, rather than rejoicing, were intimidated. We're going somewhere with this. In John 9, 20, his parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son, and he was born blind. But by what means he now seeth, we know not. Or who hath opened his eyes, we know not. He is of age. Ask him. Let him speak for himself. These words spake his parents because they feared The Jews, for the Jews had agreed already that if any man did confess that he was the Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, said his parents, he is of age, ask him. This is cancel culture at its finest. We want to make sure that this story is not propagated. We want to make sure that nobody begins to become a follower of this Jesus. And the intimid Are y'all with me? The intimidation factor was so powerful that his own parents couldn't rejoice that their son had had a transformation because they were afraid. In John 9:24, then again called they the man that was blind and said unto him, Give God the praise. We know this man's a sinner. And he answered and said, Whether he be a sinner or not, I, or, or no, I know not. But one thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. Y'all hang in here with me. Then said they to him again, What did he to thee? How opened he thine eyes. And he answered them, I have told you already, and you did not hear. Wherefore, would you hear it again? Will you also be his disciples? Then they reviled him and said, Thou art his disciple, but we are Moses' disciple. We know that God spake unto Moses, As for this fellow, we know not from whence he is. The man answered and said unto them, Why herein is a marvelous thing that you know not from whence he is, and yet he hath opened mine eyes. Now now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him. He heareth since the world began. Was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind? If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. They answered him and said unto him, Thou wast altogether born in sins, and dost thou teach us? And they cast him out. It's really simple, but there is a profundity to this that I want us to grab a hold of. You see the Pharisees. There was the neighbors, there's the parents, and there's the Pharisees. And these Pharisees are the last characters in this story. They were supposed to be experts. Have y'all ever heard from any experts recently? They were supposed to be experts, but they were foolish. Foolish. And what I really admire about this former blind man is, what, is the fact that he refused to let somebody that was an expert define his testimony. I want to tell you tonight, you cannot allow someone to define your testimony. What God's done for you is what God's done for you. You don't have to have an expert validate it. If God has done a work in your life, celebrate what God has done. What God has done for you is what God has done for you. And I want you to hear it, I'm going to say it again, experts don't have to sign off on your testimony. You don't have to go to the expert office and get it stamped. You don't have to get it validated. If God brought you out of darkness into his marvelous light, you know he brought you out of darkness into his marvelous light. If he healed your body, if he changed your mind, you know what God has done. Don't be silent. Don't be intimidated. Look what the Lord has done. You know why I'm preaching to you, and I hope you understand it, because God has put something in my spirit for this hour, for this moment, where we are. I begin feeling something that's coming at us from out there. And I want you to know that sin is going to rear its ugly head in ways like you've not seen it up until this point. And darkness is going to try to overwhelm you and I, but it may overwhelm the land. But let me remind you that where those things come against the children of God, the brightness of the truth of what we have and who we are is going to shine even THAT MUCH BRIGHTER. But what's going to happen in this age, y'all hearing me? What's going to happen in this time that we're living in right now is you're going to have those that's going to come from every angle. It's going to be the neighbors. It's going to be the family members. It's going to be the so-called experts. They're going to question what the Lord has done for you. They're going to question the very validity of the reality of the work of God in your life. Somebody's got to make up your mind. I don't know a whole lot at this moment, but what I do know, I will not deny. Nigh, he has done a work for me, he's done something in my life. I'm gonna give him glory, I'm gonna give him honor. Don't be silent, don't be intimidated. Get a mindset that says, Look what the Lord has done. So they cast him out, they cast him out of the synagogue. That's horrible. Every village, every city had their own synagogue. We've sat in synagogues. They cast him out of the synagogue. They said, you can't come to the meeting house. They cast him out of the synagogue. They said, you can't be part of your local culture. You're talking about cancel culture. I hope y'all are hearing me right now. They shut him off Twitter They shut him off Instagram. They clamped down on him on Facebook. They even erased him from Parlor, And they said, you're not part of our society. He said, I don't care. Look what the Lord has done in my life. I don't care if you cancel what's happened to me or what's going on in my life. They cast him out of the synagogue. Come on, can I preach to you just for a little while right now? Some of us are so worried about how many likes we get on social media. Some of us are so worried about how accepted we are. Let me ask you a question. Why does it matter if the godless don't accept you? Why does it matter if society doesn't embrace you? You're a child of God. Your identity has nothing to do. With this age that we're living in. They cast him out. In John 9.35, I'm almost done. Y'all ought to really get happy. In John 9.35, Jesus heard that they cast him out. Let me tell you, the world may reject you. The synagogue may cast you out. The neighbors may say, I really don't know. And your own family may not back you up. But you've got a Savior that says, I know where you are. And Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him. Poke your neighbor and say, he found me. When he had found him, he said unto him, dost thou believe on the Son of God? And the blind man said, or the ex-blind man said, who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And Jesus said unto him, thou hast both seen him. Wow. The blind man, the first face that he laid eyes on, I guess, if, if you want to look at it that way, was the one that touched his blindness and removed it. You've seen him. And it is he that talketh with thee. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. I only have two points. Dalton, I only have two points. I just gave the first one. Here's the second one. And the second point is this. Jesus lesson. Did I give you the first point? Who's taking notes? The first point is the blind man's story. I've covered that point. The second point is this. If you're writing these notes down. The second point is this. Jesus lesson from the blind man's story. These are deep points. Number one, the blind man's story. Number two, Jesus' lesson from the blind man's story. So here's the point. Are you all ready? Don't miss who Jesus is because someone else has a misunderstanding. Don't miss who Jesus is because someone else has a misunderstanding. Your story is your story. Your testimony is your testimony. The work of God in your life is the work of God in your life. And just because somebody else has a misunderstanding, you can't afford to miss who. I feel the Holy Ghost driving me. Don't miss who Jesus is because somebody else has a misunderstanding. Don't wait for your neighbors to buy in. Don't even wait for your family to buy in. And don't wait for society to buy in. You just go ahead and say, I want to know who he is and I want to know him for myself. And I'm not going to miss who Jesus is just because you're missing it. And then Jesus brings it around. I got another Sister Maddie over here somewhere. Praise God. Dalton, was that you? Sounded like Sister Maddie over here. He said, Preach, brother. Praise God. I need a, one in each section. John, John 9 39. Jesus said, For judgment I am come into this world that they which see not might see, and that they which see might be made blind. And some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words and said unto him, Are we blind also? And Jesus said unto them, If you were blind, you should have no sin. But now you say, We see. Therefore, your sin remaineth. The blind man never knew Jesus and he opened his eyes. And when Jesus gave him second sight, which the second sight was the revelation of I am the Christ. He became a worshiper. He confessed Jesus as his Lord. The Pharisees saw truth walking around and talking and standing in front of them and speaking. But because they were spiritually blind, they missed who he was. That's why I want to tell you again, don't miss who Jesus is because somebody else has a misunderstanding. And Jesus goes on to say, as we read these next few verses and we bring it to a close in John 10, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, that he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way the same is as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth by the door is the shepherd of the sheep, And to him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Verily, truly, truly, I say, I am the door. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy but I am come that ye might have life and that ye might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and he leaves the sheep and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he's a hireling and he careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and I'm known of mine. Later, Jesus would say in John 14, 6, that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh to the Father but by me. Even later, Paul would write to the church of Ephesians, or church in Ephesus in Ephesians two eighteen, and he says, For through him we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. You see, when you look at our Lord, he is the gate, the door, the entrance, the access. He's the way. But when you look at the context of this story, and singers, come on back. When you look at the context of this story, you see the man that was born blind. And you see how Jesus begins to tie it all together and talk about how that some people can have it right here in front of them and miss it. But he goes on now to bring it to the point of who he is, who we are, and whose we are. He is the way. He is the shepherd. Who we are is we are the sheep of his pasture. We are his The background to it, when you look at it from a theological perspective, the background to this had been that there had been an illegitimate claim on the sheep. Going all the way back to the Old Testament when the prophets and the priests and the religious rulers would mishandle God's sheep. God spoke words of judgment to them. And now He's doing the same in this passage of Scripture in John 9 and John 10. And he says those are just thieves and robbers that try to access the sheep. I have always been and always will be the way, the door. Jesus was, Jesus is, and he's always been and he always will be that medium, that way by which which men will always be drawn to the Father. The logos... The Word of God. The Word was God. The Word became flesh. The Old Testament, He's the angel of the covenant. He's the rock in the wilderness. He's the great high priest. He's the veil over the holy place. He's that propitiatory sacrifice. He's the prophet and He's the king. He's the one and only way. Jesus is not a way. He's the He's the door. Would you bow your heads with me right now? He's the way. The psalmist said in Psalm 100, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. That the Lord, He is God. And know that we are His people. We come through Him. We're in His fold. We're the sheep of His pasture. We're His people. We know His voice. We follow Him. And listen to me. I want you to hear what I'm saying. And we're sure not going to be silent. Because someone that doesn't know Him doesn't agree with us we have a testimony while your heads are bound I feel the Holy Ghost driving me to push this thought home because some of you have set on what God's done in your life because the neighbors didn't understand it Because the family didn't understand it. Because society didn't understand it. But somebody needs to make up their mind that he's brought me into his fold. I've come through him. I'm one of his sheep. He's my Lord. I'm not going to be silent because somebody that doesn't even know him doesn't agree with me. I have a testimony. I have a testimony. Wow, I feel the Holy Ghost. Why don't you just stand in this room? Come on. They're going to lead us out on this song, and I want you to just come around the front. Just come as close as you can to the front and stand here. Why don't you offer the Lord praise and reconnect with your your Lord and Savior one more time? Come on, in the name of Jesus, let's gather in. Let's fill this front. Let's fill this front. If he's blessed you, why don't you just come and offer Thanksgiving to him? Why don't you start your Thanksgiving week right here, right now? Let's lift our voice. Let's sing. Hallelujah.